All right, major gift fundraiser here with Clark Van Deventer, helping you get the most money out of your list without ruining your current donor relationships. Buenos dias. Okay, we are live. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope you're having a great day. All right, so what I want to do right now, I want to talk about keeping a healthy donor pipeline, keeping your funnel full, and about creating short-term and long-term moves management plans for your donors, all right? Like where are you hoping to go with your donor, right? Okay, so you constantly wanna be having meetings with your donors at every stage of the giving cycle. You can't spend all your time working this group of donors you are preparing to ask for big gifts, um, because you're going to solicit those gifts, right? Like you're cult you have this group of people you're cultivating for big gifts. Uh, you're, you're going to eventually solicit them, and then you're going to hopefully close those gifts, right? And if you're not keeping your funnel full, if you're not having more discovery and cultivation meetings behind those people, you're going to close gifts and then have no one else lined up to give the next gift. So four types of donor meetings, right? Discovery, cultivation, solicitation, stewardship. Every donor meeting falls into one of these four categories and you should always be having each. Like I, I tell development officers who, who've been in the job for a while, you should make it your goal to have at least one of these types of meetings every month. That's the sign of a healthy donor pipeline. So um, if you're just starting out, if you're, you're just new in your job and development or you're a few months in, you're not gonna have many solicitation meetings. You're gonna have stewardship meetings because you're gonna be calling on donors, perhaps who've been longtime supporters of your organization, they've given big gifts in the past or you're in their will, those are still gonna be stewardship meetings. But early on, you may not have many solicitation meetings, but eventually you will, all right? But if you've been in the job for a while, make it your goal to have at least one of these four types of meetings every month, that's the sign of a healthy donor pipeline. All right, healthy pipeline is such a beautiful thing. And I wanna talk now about like what that practically looks like and how it just makes your life so awesome, okay? So let's just say I'm going to San Diego this month and that I have five discovery meetings, right? So I had this big list of donors who I was calling and trying to get meetings with. Of course, there were a few on the list that I really wanted to get meetings. And we can talk in another video uh, or at another time about how I look at a list and target who I most want to meet with. But let's say I go to San Diego this month and I have five discovery meetings, all right? Next quarter, I go back to San Diego and I meet with three of those five donors again, right? So my first trip, I had five discovery meetings. I, I On the next trip, I meet with three of them, let's just say, okay? One of the four, perhaps, I determined is not a qualified prospect, right? So I'm not gonna meet with this person again. And one of them maybe isn't in town. So I had five meetings on the last trip. This time, I'm only meeting with three of those because one I determined isn't a qualified prospect and one just happens to be out of town. But now, those three aren't discovery meetings anymore, they're cultivation meetings. But on the second trip, the next quarter, I pick up three new donors to meet with, okay? So on this next trip to San Diego, my second trip, I now have six meetings, 
three of which are discovery, because there are three new people, and three which are cultivation, because I met with those on my last trip, okay? On my next trip to San Diego, the following quarter, I go through my list, and I've now met, remember the first trip I had five meetings, second trip I had three new people, I've met with a total of eight unique donors, three of which I've already had two meetings with, okay? So now of those three, maybe one of those three is, is actually on the solicitation, okay? The others, all the rest are still in cultivation, okay? And now on this third trip to San Diego, let's say I've picked up two new discovery meetings, okay? So you see how this works? It's beautiful. So you meet with this donor and they're giving a thousand dollars a year, but they live in a beautiful home right on the ocean in La Jolla, which is one of the most affluent and desirable areas to live in in San Diego. They're on the board of their alma mater. Uh, they gave a, a big gift to fund the new rec and wellness center at their college. All right. And the president of the college is often coming out to visit them. Okay, they're, they're big givers. They're clearly just big givers, right? You figure their net worth is maybe somewhere around $25 million, okay? But they're only giving you $1,000 a year, okay? Now, right, you'd like to ask this person for a million-dollar gift, right? But you can't do that if they're only giving you $1,000 a year, right? Like, you can't – someone's giving you $1,000 a year. You can't ask them for a million bucks, right? Not yet. So how do we get there? Okay. First of all, if you do the stewardship basics well, you should see this donor begin to give marginally more without you even asking for a gift. Like I would actually consider it a bad sign if they didn't just self upgrade, didn't just give a bigger gift without you asking, right? So if I have a donor who's high net worth giving big gifts to other organizations, and giving $1,000 a year without any personal involvement in your organization. Once I identify them, right, once I begin making moves on them, this donor should upgrade without an ask, all right? So maybe they give $5,000, maybe they give $10,000. That's going to happen, or it should happen, just from you making your moves and being in front of them, right? Do those things, you'll just begin to be more important to them, all right? so. They're giving you $10,000 a year now, maybe, all right? So they've, they've upgraded from $1,000 to $10,000. Like, are you ready to ask for a million dollars now? Like, okay, first of all, I have done that, all right? Like, I, <laughs> so I have, I have made that mistake. So early on in my career, I had this awesome run, closed some big gifts, but I had not kept a healthy donor pipeline. I, I wasn't having discovery meetings on, the, on, you know, bringing these other people up. So no healthy donor pipeline. And I got too aggressive and I asked a donor who was giving us $10,000 a year. I asked them, are you ready for this? I asked them for a two and a half million dollar gift. Okay. And it, it, it didn't go well. All right. I convinced my boss, a, a boss who was a very good fundraiser, that this was a good idea, all right? So this idea, I had to ask a $10,000 donor for a $2.5 million gift, it, it wasn't like completely without merit. Like I made a good case for why this made sense. But 
But if when I had first met this donor and they were a thousand dollar donor, and I realized that they had the potential to give a two and a half million dollar gift or more, if I'd at that time created a short-term and a long-term moves management plan, maybe I could have avoided this bit of a disaster I created. See, we're really good. Like we are really good at lying to ourselves. We're really good at deluding ourselves and convincing ourselves that something is a good idea. If I'd created a long-term moves management plan for this donor long before this desperate move, I'd have had to have overcome that both for myself and, and for my boss, right? I would have had to have convinced him, like, here's why we're going off course. It's like a budget, right? If you're out shopping and you see something you really want, you buy it, right? Like, see, tension has been created. You have this desire. You have the money, so you buy it, right? But if you have a budget, you have to ask yourself, does this fit my budget? Like, is this in the plan? And you may buy it, but you have to overcome your budget. You have to consciously choose a new plan, right? By creating long-term moves management plans, I am trying to get you to make your plans in sober moments before you feel the pressure of needing to close a gift because you're in a drought and you're feeling pressure from your boss. Or if your boss is telling you it's time to ask this person for a gift, your boss is wondering why you're going to meet with this person for the fourth time and you haven't asked them for a gift yet. You can show your boss your moves management plan and say, see, look, we're on track. We're exactly where we're supposed to be. Right, so I want you ranking your donors. I have a tool I use for this. I call the donor evaluation worksheet. Uh, I call it the do for short. So I will I'll refer. Sometimes you'll hear me refer to the do scores of my donors. So I want you to use the do, use the donor evaluation worksheet, or use whatever works for you. Rank your donors, and then create short-term and long-term moves management plans for your donors. All right, a good plan will keep you from doing dumb things like I did early in my career when I got greedy or impatient, okay? So, all right, back to this donor who's giving $10,000 a year and I asked them for two and a half million dollars, all right? So every year, this organization I worked for, we ran a national conference in Washington, D.C. So this is a week-long program with loads of political speakers, banquet dinners, and I asked these donors for a gift to endow this conference so we could run it in perpetuity. Right? It was, like, truthfully, I, I think it was the right program for them. But I missed, like, a ton of steps. First, while they supported our work in general, like, that's where their $1,000 and $10,000 gifts were going. So they supported our work in general, like, the overall mission of the organization, but they had never given to this specific program, all right? I probably asked for this $2.5 million gift two or three years earlier than I should have. Like this wasn't a case of asking a, a few months prematurely. This is like a few years too soon, okay? So remember, this is a national conference with loads of political speakers, banquet dinners. What I should have done, I should have asked them to sponsor one of the banquet dinners uh, the first year, all right? I could have lined up a speaker they would have loved. Could, the ask could have been a slam dunk, all right? They could have come to the banquet, maybe even introduced the speaker, um, I could have made sure the speaker said something at the beginning of his or her remarks about how much they appreciated the donor making this evening possible, right? Could have had great follow-up, uh, photos, handwritten thank you letters from students. Then those thank you letters could have set me up well for the next ask, like maybe the following year, I asked for a larger gift to provide scholarships, right? Like 
with a long-term moves management plan, I could have asked for a series of gifts that would have had the donor so intrinsically tied to every aspect of the conference that when I finally asked them to give a gift to endow the whole thing, like it would have been a slam dunk, like a natural outgrowth of what they've been investing in over a long period of time. All right. By the way, like the total amount of the gifts over the years would have been greater, right? But it would have required patience, uh, which apparently I did not have at the time. All right. So two things that could have saved me from really blowing it with this donor. First, just a healthy donor pipeline. Like my failure to keep my funnel full by continuing to have discovery meetings and finding new major prospects, major gift prospects, even while I was closing big gifts from other donors, right? Like if I'd had a healthy donor pipeline. If I'd done that, if I'd been doing that along the way, I wouldn't have felt the pressure that I felt at that time to rush this donor into making a major gift. And uh, even, even though, even if I had, hadn't kept my funnel full though, like by having discovery meetings, even if I hadn't done that, if I had created a long-term moves management plan back when I first met this donor, started to get to know them, I'd have had to have overcome that. I'd have had to have convinced myself and my boss why I was going off the plan. All right. So that's it for today. Keep your funnel full. I want you continually having all four types of meetings, discovery, cultivation, solicitation, and stewardship. And then I want you in sober moments when the pressure isn't on, I want you creating short-term and long-term moves management plans. All right. If you have questions about either of these things, let me know. So just post a comment on this video, even if it's not live. Um, just post a comment on this video or shoot me a message here on Facebook um, if you have any questions. You can also email me, uh, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. By the way, we have a special going on right now in my strategic fundraising workshops. If you're interested in bringing me into your organization to work in a hands-on way, um, and you didn't get an email with those details and you're interested, if you didn't get the email and you're interested uh, and you want to find the details, email me at clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com and I'll get those details to you. Those are my, um, my fundraising workshops where I actually come into your organization. Um, if you're interested, you should definitely email me. We expect my schedule to fill up pretty fast with the, the special that we're running. All right. Okay. That is it for now, my friends. Hope you have a great day. We'll catch you later.